You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. Yes, this is, and uh, welcome to it. Here's the number, 800-922-6680, There's a lot on the plate. I was up last night late doing homework. I was up early this morning doing homework. I was watching uh, Donald Trump's speech last night in Michigan, and it was, uh, wow. I mean, uh, I'll just tell you right now, if you're a UAW member and you don't vote for Donald Trump, you better figure out what you want to do with your life because uh, you won't have a job. You, you just won't. Uh, when you uh, replace a uh, a factory that builds uh, gas-powered vehicles, which are a gift from God, you know, I mean, who doesn't want a 69 Charger? I do. You know, you think about all of the glorious vehicles that uh, are available thanks to the, the uh, incredible internal combustion engine, which has allowed us. I mean, literally, you can go across the You could drive across the country in a couple of days. It used to take six months, and half of your uh, party would die of diphtheria. Uh, you know, and, and and not only does the uh, gas powered engine, uh, it also uh, it not only cars and trucks, but it hauls all your food and stuff, and it puts your food in the ground so it grows because tractors are run by it. it it's pretty remarkable, uh, the gas engine. Uh, but you know what? If electric vehicles become mandated, and they will never be tractors, they will never be tractor trailers. They're worthless for all of that. They'll never be boats. It's a joke. But uh, as long as Joe Biden keeps forcing this EV revolution, which is not a revolution. Revolution. It is it is the opposite of a revolution. It is a mandate. And revolutions come when people are unfairly mandated. So it's the opposite of a revolution. But uh, if you build cars, if you build engines, if you build all the supporting parts for a car, like transmissions, like uh, engine blocks, like, you know, I can go on and on about the parts of a car, you're done. You're done because a little pukey electric motor and a big-ass battery is going to be what uh, one-third of the employees at a normal factory will be putting together. So there you go. I've got that speech last night. It was epic. And, and again, it made it very clear, and, it, and it's very obvious, that if you vote for Joe Biden, he won't be the candidate. But if you vote for a Democrat, uh, the automotive industry is dead, and so are your jobs. All right. So there's that. What else? Oh, 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 we got, uh, of course, the GOP debate last night. The headline this morning, seven kamikaze pilots on political suicide missions. <laughs> and what could be the dumbest line in debate history from Chris Christie? Oh, my God. We'll get to that in a second. And then also, oh, oh, we got uh, we got impeachment uh, inquiry today. And I watched a little bit of this. I saw Jonathan Turley. I, I respect Jonathan Turley. He is a, uh, a Georgetown professor. And he even said, he says, I don't think there is uh, evidence to uh, warrant an impeachment. I'm like, okay, cool. You got somebody up there who thinks the whatever. It's not like the January the 6th impeachment. It's like not like the January 6th uh, nonsense show trial. Uh, actually, people are actually able to ask the panelists questions in opposition, unlike with the January the 6th show trial, which uh, was a joke. It was it was even worse than a joke. It was a kangaroo court. So at least today, some idiots like Jamie Raskin are able to express their opinions, no matter how ungodly wrong they are. 
<laughs> and then the people can decide. And then the people can decide. So I've got audio from that coming. As the show progresses, I will do constant updates. You can call here at 800-922-6680. Uh, I did watch the uh, debate last night, the Republican debate last night. And, uh, you know, you know what I saw? And, and I don't want to, uh, you know, just piss on uh, Republican GOP members who are debating last night because that's what maybe you expect from me. But the thing that I saw last night was seven politicians. That's what I saw last night. I saw seven politicians with their uh, readied, practiced, and staged lines, presumably also auditorium tested with different crowds, and they sat there and waited for those lines to be spewed, and they did it, and the reaction was not what they expected. Uh, uh, Let me see. Nikki Haley said of Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, the more I listen to you, the dumber I get. That makes no sense because Vivek Ramaswamy is actually a really smart guy. Not ready for prime time, but a really smart guy. And so that was rather specious. She clearly had sat on that and waited on that. And uh, and there was a lot of that last night. A lot of tried uh, uh, auditorium tested nonsense versus Donald Trump last night who uh, did a terrific speech where he improvised, where he actually talked to people, not at people. And it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. If you don't believe me, I'll just make the comparison and you can figure it out um but but clearly here's the biggest challenge that the GOP faces right now um well a couple of them first of all the uh, incredible abuse of the federal government for the last well since at least Barack Obama's presidency when the IRS got involved in censoring free speech the Tea Party movement that's when it all started going to hell in a handbasket and then in the last seven years, we saw that uh, the IRS, the FBI, were literally working with presidential campaigns to uh, create Russia collusion narrative that didn't exist, to hide all of the corruption of the Biden administration, and then also censor free speech on every platform. Everything that you wanted to say that countered the government, the government called misinformation and disinformation. All right. So um, if you if you think just a normal political speech by Ron DeSantis talking about lowering taxes is going to cut through that, then honestly, just sit down. Okay, because it isn't going to it isn't going to cut through that. This is not another uh, this is not another primary year. It is not. It's completely different. You've got the main candidate of the Republican Party who's leading by 60 points, four indictments by the federal government, two impeachments, one after he left office, a raid on Mar-a-Lago where his belongings were photographed and shown online, shared with the press. Unlike Bob Menendez, gold bars and cash would set under lock and key for 15 months until last week, the week before the impeachment inquiry. So this is a completely different thing. The American people know that the federal government of the deep state is trying to choose who the candidates are. They're trying to choose on the Republican side which one they have to get rid of. And then they're ignoring the other candidates on the Democrat side because they want to keep this puppet with a broken brain in office. So it is completely different. If you think you can come in and do a typical candidate's debate, you're wrong. Last night's Republican debate, there were some good points made. There was also a an air of desperation for people trying to cut through and bad moderation by the debate moderators and stupid questions. And ultimately, as, as uh, is being evidenced, I suppose, 
on uh, on in the media this morning, uh, it, it looks like Donald Trump was the winner. All right, twenty-seven percent of GOP viewers said Donald Trump won the debate. Uh, this is uh, some of the early morning pollings going on here by JL Partners. Twenty-seven percent of viewers believe that tr- uh, Trump won. Then uh, 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 Ramaswamy, then DeSantis. Um, in an effort to tease the viewers' more nuanced thoughts, they used words that you would describe each candidate. And here's what they came up with. Uh, 26% described DeSantis as competent. 19% he w- said he was presidential. And I'm going to give Ron DeSantis this. He's a damn good governor. A- and as a presidential candidate, hell yeah, maybe 28, maybe maybe 32. Same goes with Vivek, maybe even Nikki. All right? So uh, Ramaswamy, 24% said he was strong. 33% he said he was well-spoken. Uh, Joe Biden said he was clean. No, I'm just kidding. He didn't say it. 23% said he was persuasive, and he tied for DeSantis as most presidential. There you go. So that's pretty cool. And then Haley came in uh, with the word charming. <laughs> yeah, that's really sexist, isn't it? Charming. Kind of girl you'd like your, your, your son to marry. You know. Anyway. <laughs> Chris Christie dubbed the most annoying, with 20% picking that description for the former governor. Yeah, part of it is that he pulls his pants up just shy of his nipples. It's a little weird. It's a little, I don't know what happens when you get older like that and you're, it just, it, it's not becoming too, uh, too, I don't know, dizzy, dizzy. Who dresses him, uh, honestly? It's, it's kind of, it's, uh, Wow. But here is uh, the beginning of the debate last night, and it started off kind of in a, in a weird way. You know, Stu Varney is there. He's, uh, he's great. And Dana Perino's there. And then they, they decided to bring in somebody from, uh, you know, the uh, Hispanic media. Uh, and, you know, whatever here. But it didn't go so well to the, uh, the English-speaking Stu Varney. I'm Stuart Varney of Fox Business, and I am thrilled to be sitting alongside my co-moderators, Fox News Channel Dana Perino and Ilya Calderon, Cal- uh, 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 Univision. Good, Good evening. evening. Yeah, that's, that, that was like uh, that was like Joe Biden trying to say LL Cool J on the stage. <laughs> It was it was not good. It was I said you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then here's the the worst line of the night. This is the this is the they're they're hailing it as the worst dad joke ever delivered. It was worse than that. Last night I put on Twitter that this line from Chris Christie sounds like something that a a toddler birthday cl- party clown would deliver. Okay, so you got the making balloon animals. Look, it's a dog, you know, and then all of a sudden he says, you know, Donald Trump, you know what Donald Trump is? His name should be whatever. Listen, you're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. Oh, you mm. keep doing that. Ah. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. No, no. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Oh, he did it. He did it. Oh, my God, he did it. He did it. He said Donald Duck. Oh, my God in heaven <sighs> and, and he it was interesting because you could tell he was standing back a little bit and as he delivered the line he leaned into it like he was releasing a dove into the air and going fly and the dove was 
dead. The dove just fell out of his hands as he's le- le- fly dove, and and it fell on the floor in front of him. You're not here Terrible. tonight because you're afraid oh. of being on the stage oh, and boy. defending your record. You're ducking these things. Oh no! And let me tell you what's no. going to happen. Mm. You keep doing that. No one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. No. 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 For all that is holy uh, you know i i write comedy for a living and, and some say i'm pretty good at it you know some of you probably don't you know you generally leftists do when they know i'm funny but they want to take me down so they say you're not funny i know i'm funny i've got millions of people who listen to the show and watch the show and they all think i'm funny but uh, you know there's just <sighs> a joke in the wrong hands of the wrong person is like giving a toddler a handgun uh, you know, and I know that sounds pretty severe, and it is very severe, and I use it to uh, to make a point uh, with humor because it's outrageous because that's what humor is. But but you give a guy who doesn't have a sense of humor a joke, and and he and he sits on it and he waits to relieve that he to release that. Maybe he did sit on the dove. Oh my God, I just got it. He sat on the dove ahead of time and suffocated it. You're not That's here tonight happened. because you're oh, afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. This is what it sounds like when doves die. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. Oh. All right. It just it hurts me. It hurts to my core. It's it's um, it's agonizing because uh, you know I consider my jokes almost to be like my children, and when I see somebody abusing, uh, you know my uh, you know now okay that's really not a good uh, it's really not a good comparison. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and play this from a few months ago, and you can call eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. Much more from the kamikaze attack last night. Who's black in all the streets of the city? Leaves potholes whenever he, he wants. suffocated a pit. If he decides to run, won't be pretty. Everyone knows it's Christy. I hate Who this song. Who is the GOP's biggest rhino? Who's trashing Trump on ABC? He is a traitor that you and I know. We cannot trust Chris Christie. The White House is in his eyes. He craves it like Biggie fries. About Trump, he tells big lies. He has no chance. He has no chance. Hey, Chris, bad chance. Who wants to run, although he can't win it? Who hasn't seen his feet in ten years? I'm whistling. Last time he ran was out in a Everyone knows it's Christy. Yeah, yeah. The worst joke ever in a debate. And uh, wow, I mean, what do you do? I do have audio from Vivek Ramaswamy. I do have some uh, uh, listening to their monologues and their, and their speech last night. It was like untangling Christmas lights. It was that bad. They were so much talking over. It's like un- untangling Christmas lights. But we'll get to that in the Trump audio and your phone calls at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage and defending your record. You're ducking these things. And let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. 
Yeah. Uh, it was that or you're a big poopy head. Uh, there were two lines that he was going to use. He opted for the duck line, and uh, and it kind of fell flat. That's uh, Chris Christie last night. Uh, what the duck is wrong with him? <laughs> Sorry, I've been sitting on that one since, well, about three minutes ago. Here is uh, Sean Hannity asking Larry Kudlow about uh, what he thought of the debate. Here's my exit question. Did anyone distinguish themselves as a clear person you know, with Donald Trump having such a dominant lead in the polls as the one person that could give him any run for his money. I don't think there was a breakout breakout, if that's what you're asking. No, I don't. I'm sure that Chris Christie has breakouts all the time, particularly in the summertime in the shorts, when you're wearing shorts right there between your legs. I think so. Just well, kind Kelly of gets a little so, warm. Yeah, not enough to overcome him in the polls. That's Kellyanne Conway saying not enough to uh, overcome them in the polls. So uh, that's the uh, GLP debate last night. You know, we'll see. I want to see what the uh, ratings are last night. Um, lots of banner, but no breakout candidates for the second GLP debate. Uh, this is according to uh, Breitbart, I guess. Yeah, Breitbart. Seven candidates attempting to stand out in a crowded field of challengers to former President Donald Trump, though few earned raucous applause or partook in memorable exchanges. I don't know. Maybe you got more out of it than I did. I don't know. Uh, 800-922-6680. One of the lengthier segments saw candidates uh, trade visions on how best to revitalize the American education system, position the next generation to thrive in the future economy, typical uh, stuff you see in high school debates, that kind of thing. You know, it is, it's just kind of, uh, uh, even if if it was a Democrat debate right now, debates just aren't really debates anymore. They're just kind of yawn, right? I'll just tell you, you know, you, you got a guy who, you know, does uh, uh, Donald Trump, he improvises. He's funny. So it's different. It's going to be hard to fill the shoe. It's going to hard to be hard to compete against. I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest here. This is Ron DeSantis going after uh, Donald Trump. The governor of Florida, who, by the way, is a great damn governor of Florida. I, I'm just going to tell He's a great governor of Florida. They governor are, DeSantis, you haven't spoken. Please. The people in Washington are shutting down the American dream with their reckless behavior. They borrowed, they printed, they spent. Do you hear him sp- talk? So he's talking like a politician. All right. Just listen. And, and now you're paying more for everything. They are the reason for that. They have shut down our national sovereignty by allowing our border. You ever see the uh, movie Liar, Liar, when Carrie Ewells tries to take over Jim's place, Jim Carrey's place as a dad? And, you know, Jim Carrey's very animated and awesome and all that. And then Carrie Ewells decides to do the same thing with what could be his future stepson and goes, the claw. Oh, my God, the claw. It kind of reminds me of that. Donald Trump is Jim Carrey over here, the awesome dad who does all these tricks and uh, and they say these other candidates are just there to kind of try to mimic him and they completely fall flat every time to be wide open yeah. so please spare me uh the crocodile tears for these people they need to change what's going on and where's joe biden he's completely missing here, 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 an action from Trump leadership now. Yep. and you know who else is missing who, who, in action who ron who Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you to defend his record where they added $7.8 trillion to the debt. Okay, okay. And then I'll just give you an example. All right, so you just heard him, and he got a little bit of applause and all that, and that's cool. And and this is Donald Trump last night. I just want you to, even if you hate Donald Trump, just listen to the speech. I could have had the easiest, nicest life, Al. I would have had the nicest, softest life instead. I have to beat these lunatics up all day long, <laughs> every day, yeah. every day, lunatics. Yeah. 
I never heard of the word indictment. Now I get indicted like every three days. <laughs> he spoke badly about the election. He must be indicted. He said something bad about Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the most corrupt president and most incompetent president we've ever had. That's how you work a crowd. I just want to tell you, if you want to take some notes, that was a master class. I'm just telling you, regardless of who you agree with or who you're voting for, a master class in public speaking versus high school debate, 800-922-6680. This is the Rob Carson Show. Back in a few. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Today's podcast sponsored by NutraSense. That was the sound of a NutraSense biosensor. It's a small device that you put on the back of your arm that then provides real-time feedback on how your body responds to the foods that you're eating, your exercise, stress, and even your sleep. With NutraSense, you just take a photo of your meal, adjust for portion size, and NutraSense does the rest. NutraSense helps you track your data, see your glucose trends, and understand your macronutrient breakdown for each meal. You also get an overall glucose score for each meal based on your body's response. You'll be matched with a board-certified nutritionist who will review your data and answer all your questions. Plus, they give you a personalized nutrition plan so you can achieve your goals. You should try NutriSense today. It will open your eyes in profound ways to how your food, exercise, and lifestyle choices are affecting you. What's more, it empowers you with a real-time feedback loop showing the consequences of your food and lifestyle choices. It is a powerful tool for understanding your body and affecting positive change in your life. You can get all of this today. NutriSense has a special offer for our listeners. Visit NutriSense.com Carson. Use code CARSON to start decoding your body's messages and pave the way for a healthier life. Be sure to tell them you learned about NutriSense on the Rob Carson Podcast. That's NutriSense.com slash Carson to save 30% off your first month, plus get a month of board-certified nutritionist support. Here's to a record-setting president, Joe Biden setting record low approval ratings. What the Democrats have put our nation through, it is a sad day. It's the Rob Carson Show. This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say. We think about the fact that Vivek just said we were all good people. And I appreciate yeah, everybody going after Vivek Ramaswamy. Yeah, because last debate, he said we were all bought and paid for. And I thought about that for a little while and said, you know, I can't imagine how you could say that knowing that you were just in business with the Chinese. Communist Party and the same people that funded Hunter Biden millions of dollars was a part wow. of his years as well. It's not nonsense. First, let me say I'm glad I'm glad Vivek uh, pulled out of his business deal in 2018 in China. That must have been about the time you decided to start voting in presidential elections. Ow! 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 But the first one is what got me. This is infuriating because TikTok is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber. For okay, so that, that's, um, that's one of those uh, lines that she had uh, waited on. Somebody said, oh, you ought to say that. She wrote it down. She said, just give me the dumb line. I'll be ready to rock and roll. Kind of like uh, Chris Christie. Just wait till I unleash that duck joke. Oh, my God, it's over. I mean, you might as well start measuring drapes in the Oval Office because this duck joke is the best duck and joke ever in the history of mankind. It is going to surpass all other duck jokes ever. 
Yeah, it didn't work so well. Uh, the thing is, uh, uh, you know, uh, Nikki Haley saying that about Vivek Ramaswamy would be kind of trying to make a joke about Chris Christie about being too thin. It doesn't make any sense. So kind of uh, kind of did a face plant. Here's a little bit more of, uh, of uh, Vivek Ramaswamy and Nikki Haley going at it uh, about uh, trustworthy, trust, trustworthiness. This is important. This is very important for our party. This is very important for our party, and I'm going to say And what we've seen is you've gone and you've we helped China stop. build, make medicines in China, not America. Me. Excuse you are now wanting kids to go and get on the social media that's dangerous for all of us. You went and you were in business with the Chinese that gave Hunter Biden $5 million. We can't trust you. I'm surprised they didn't have some sort of a cheesy line about it being an Indian-American civil war. Something like that. <laughs> oh, Doug Burgum I thought was pretty good last night. Not presidential material. Nothing against Doug Burgum. He's a, I think he's a solid. I think he'd be a great energy secretary. I really do. I really, really do. He said some amazing things about EVs and whatnot. I got a little bit more on the uh, debate last night. Here's, oh, Donald Trump actually commented on the debate last night, and it was kind of funny. It's all over television, this speech. You know, we're competing with the job candidates. They're all running for a job. <laughs> no, they're all job candidates. They want to be in the, uh, they want to do anything. Secretary of something. <laughs> they even say VP. I don't know. Does anybody see any VP in the uh -oh. group? I don't uh -oh. think so. No, nobody. No, no, we're, uh, we're, that's right. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? They don't have a crowd like we have. When you look at the thousands of people outside that couldn't get in, why didn't you build a bigger plant? I'd like to. That's funny. That's funny. Uh, the interesting thing last night, you know, Joe Biden went and spoke to the UAW for 59 seconds. <laughs> he spoke to the UAW for 59 seconds and nobody showed up. Donald Trump had 10,000 people outside of the building last night and they knew they weren't going to get in. They just wanted to be there, and there were. I posted a video on my Rumble channel this morning, of uh, of some of the of some of the people along the the route to the appearance last night. It's it's a political movement, guys. I told you, it's not a, it's not a candidate. He is not. He is a political movement. That's what's going on. And then on top of everything else, you know, you've got the uh, Fox and Friendsification of Fox News. And nothing against Fox and Friends, but, you know, if you want delightful summer recipes and you want to go outside and go, woohoo, as the cast gets fed by some restaurant, you know, and then they'll play uh, basketball or whatever. If you want that kind of stuff, then that's what you're going to get. And Dana Perino decided to ask a stupid question that, you know, you'd normally expect on a show like The View or some goofy game show on ABC. And, uh, and it was it was rejected. Here is the question from Dana Perino trying to be cute. You on stage tonight should be voted off the island. Oh boy! Yeah. Ha -ha. Please use your ha -ha. marker to write your choice on the notepad in front of you. Why don't you give them torches and put them out individually? Uh, Chris Christie's is already out. Asa Hutchinson's, dear God, somebody whizzed on that thing. It's gone. It's over. People on the stage, who should be? I'm absolutely you, serious. With all due respect, wow. I mean, we're here, like wow. you know, we're happy to debate. Sure. But I think that that's disrespectful to my fellow competitors. Nobody wants yeah. to. Nobody wants to participate. Let's do some questions. Yeah, that is so immature. I mean, that is so immature. That's. I mean, how how could you allow something that stupid in this you're debate? You're not here tonight because you're afraid of being on the stage oh, and defending boy. your record. Mm. You're ducking these things. Oh, and let me tell you what's going to happen. You keep doing that, no one up here is going to call you Donald Trump anymore. We're going to call you Donald Duck. All right. Okay, uh, I'll go back to the question. Again. All right. Mm. I want to be, 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 I
if, if I may, let me, if I let may me ask you something. Yep. Let me, then yep. if you won't answer that question, let me ask you this. Because one. it's too stupid. What is your mathematical path? Yes. Governor DeSantis. In order to try to beat President Trump, who has a commanding and enduring lead in this race. So polls don't elect presidents. Voters elect presidents. Right. And we're going to take the case of the people. Oh, boy. Wow. Is that, did you just type in? Is there, wait a minute. Is there a debate response generator on? Uh, is an AI? There must be a an AI a debate answer generator online. Well, in these early that states, we're going to do it in a state by state direction. And why? Because as Reagan said in his day, this is our time for choosing. We are not getting a mulligan on the 2024 oh, election. Oh, Republicans mm, have lost mm, three straight elections in a row. We were supposed to have a red wave with inflation yeah, at nine percent. It crashed. You had the FBI involved in the IRS covering up evidence and everything. But, uh, I wouldn't exactly say that the Republicans have been beaten by the popular vote the last three elections. I think there was some other shenanigans happening there. In Bern, not in Florida, it didn't. We delivered it in Florida. And so we've got to choose right. We've got to win. And we need somebody that's going to be able to serve two terms. So in January... That's right, gosh darn it. We need a president who can serve two terms. Amen. Mulligan. Yay. This is Ed Rollins this morning on uh, Newsmax uh, with some thoughts about the debate. I'm very angry. It was a disaster. I think the RNC See, I'll wow. fire half the people that were involved in it. I think if Fox can, this is the best Fox can do. Let's get rid of Fox. Let's bring it to Newsmax wow. or something else. Oh, this crazy. was a disaster. Did not gain one. Ooh, rep- don't you think it'd be fun if I moderated a debate? <laughs> Republican anywhere across this country. They've had four hours to basically run these stupid shows. These are not debates. I've been around the game for 50 years. These are the worst two debates I've ever seen. Wow. They don't give the candidates an opportunity wow. to Wow. That is not good. That is definitely not going to get you the golden buzzer. I mean, not even close. You you wouldn't even get... I mean, Simon Cowell would be an immediate ex, just like that, you know. And then maybe, maybe Howie Mandel might move somebody on to Hollywood. But uh, a little thin, using a little game show logo, like, uh, or a little uh, game show lingo like uh, Dana Perino did. This is Carrie Lake this morning on Newsmax talking about uh, the debate. What she thought. And you've got a bunch of people up there on stage. It's a vanity project for them. They know that they're at, you know, one and two and three and four in the polls. And they're up against a giant, a political giant. And uh, they're up against the next president of the United States. That's 60 points in the polling. He's actually out being a leader. He's in Michigan talking to working men and women who are struggling in the Joe Biden economy while they're quibbling up there on the stage. The moderators lost total control. It was, uh, I don't want to use any uh, profanity up here, but it was not pleasant to watch. I think I saw many people yawning. Almost everybody was on their phone, looking down at their phone during the debate. <laughs> And I'm assuming that the people across this country tuned out rather quickly. And, and my opinion, we'll Mike, is that the men and the women on that stage need to go home tonight, do some soul searching. It is time to step behind and stand up and support President Trump. We're on the verge of losing this country, and we don't have time for this sideshow. And that's what I think a lot of people are. Uh, it was is driving them right now is that people on both sides of the political equation feel like the country is in very grave danger. We do. Democrats do too. Patriotic Democrats who don't suck, they do. They know. They're watching New York City. Good Democrats in New York City are going. My God in heaven, what has this party done to our city? 
where 50% of the hotel rooms on Manhattan are now filled with illegals, where the Roosevelt Hotel, the Roosevelt Hotel, has 3,000 illegals. They're calling it the Ellis Island of 2023. Well, no, no, not even close. This is the illegal invading army hotel of 2023. Those people have no business being in the country, unlike the people in Ellis Island. And many of them were turned away through the screening process. So the Roosevelt Hotel is becoming an S-hole flop house. 3,000 people sleeping on the floors in lobbies, sleeping on the floors in, uh, in the bars and the closed restaurants, sleeping on the floors of police stations in Chicago and airports in New Jersey and Chicago. The American people see that the people in charge of this country hate this country, hate its people, love its donor class, and people who have given them money. That's it. Everybody gets it. Even Democrats. Get it. We are up bleep creek with at without a paddle. And the only thing that's going to turn the boat around, boy, do I want to continue with the boat analogy? This is going to get like into the the debate response generator. If I go any further, Donald Trump is the outboard motor that can write this this uh thing that we're on going down S Creek without a paddle. How about that? Was that was that pretty good? <laughs> Uh, 800-922-6680. Already this morning, we've got the the impeachment inquiry on Capitol Hill. I saw the uh, insufferable statements by Democrats this morning that were, I mean, wow, just there's still no evidence according to them. And then the Republicans are going, well, that's okay. Just sit back and let us just present the evidence to you. Jamie Raskin. Jamie Raskin, I mean, my God, Jamie Raskin, no, there's no, there's nothing here, and he's caterwauling, and he's doing like Democrats do, and their political arguments dies like dying like movie vampires, clawing and scratching, trying to drag people into hell with them, and nobody's going. This is uh, the great Byron Donalds today talking about, uh, well, talking about uh, Devin Archer and, uh, and other things. Kind of small, so I would love to submit, I will submit all this for the record. I would love my colleagues on the other side to see this. In 2014, yeah, one of the key owners was Devin Archer, yeah. who did testify and who did was, uh, uh, was under deposition under oath by the Oversight Committee. In 2018, Devin Archer is no longer listed. But his wife, Krista Archer, is now listed. It's a typo. Dubinsky. When you see a situation where ownership interest moves from one spouse to the other, is that a concern of some level of fraud potentially? I, I would call it a red flag. That's something I would look at. Yeah, there's a lot of red flags. I mean, my God, there are so many red flags. It's, it's not even funny. This is uh, Jim Jordan this morning. And again, I'm, I'm kind of playing this on the fly. I'm grabbing audio. I've watched a little bit of it. Uh, Jim Jordan this morning uh, testifying or not testifying, questioning in the impeachment inquiry of Joe Biden. Professor Gerhardt, it wasn't just a speech. He leveraged $1 billion of American tax money. He's talking about the uh, Ukraine speech when he uh, said they were going to keep a million, a billion dollars in loan guarantees from Ukraine unless they fired the prosecutor in charge of investigating the very crooked Burisma Corporation and Hunter Biden, who was, who was hired to get the uh, heat off of the company, get the heat off the company from, uh, from investigators. And he did so at a time 
when our government was supportive of the prosecutor. Here's what our government said, the Assistant Secretary of State. We have been impressed with the ambitious reform and anti-corruption agenda of your government written to the Prosecutor General, who Joe Biden leverages our money to get fired. The United States fully supports your efforts to fight corruption. She further wrote, the interagency policy... Yeah, the prosecutor was doing a great job until he got too close to the source and Joe Biden had him fired. The committee said this on October 1st, 2015. The IPC recommends moving forward with a third loan guarantee to uh, Ukraine in the near term. And even after Joe Biden gives this... The thing that really bothered me about that the most, other than the abject uh, crookedness of it, was that he was so flippant with our money. It's like his... That's a, that's the thing that really pissed me off. Is that's one billion dollars. That's one thousand million dollars. Uh, a million dollars would be a dream come true for anyone to have in their retirement account. Hell, a hundred thousand dollars would be a dream come true for most Americans to have in their retirement account. And yet Joe Biden is just playing with it. It's just a thousand million dollars that he's just going to withhold on a political whim. That's the thing that really got me about that. Uh, I got a more audio coming up from this. Also, this judge in New York that says that Donald Trump should have his entire empire stripped from him because he didn't supposedly tell the truth about the value of his properties just made a complete idiot of himself. And everybody in real estate knows it. I'll share exactly what that is on the other side of the break. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is not an EV, and it never will be, because they're for posers. Joe Biden family teamed up with Chinese company CEFC to make millions off of granting access to Joe Biden. Hunter even arranged for Joe Biden to share office space with the CCP-aligned company CEFC. CEFC. My Democrat colleagues say none of this is relevant because Joe Biden wasn't vice president while his family did these shady deals. Turns out that's complete and total. She used a poopy word. Oh, my God. Woo! Nancy Mace, by the way, who is... uh, I mean, she has grown by leaps and bounds as far as uh, my book is concerned as a uh, uh, very patriotic American, smart person, very uh, intellectually curious, awesome. So there is that uh, Nancy Mason's board. Pretty good stuff, pretty good stuff. Oh, 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 before we go any further, and I want to I get to the uh, Donald Trump uh, Mar-a-Lago estate valuation, but uh, just so you know, um, they decided to trash the Fetterman gym shorts rule. Because uh, they have common sense. So chuck it. Fetterman's a slob whose clothes are a mess. He always dresses out of sorts. Ooh, don't do it. Fetterman will wear a tie decorum. He will defy when he retorts. This is genius. Oh, my God, really? Shows up to the Senate in a hoodie. When they ditched the dress code, he said, goody. It's devastating. Fetterman's a slob with no respect for the Senate. It's history. He often mocks. <laughs> putting on Jim socks. Hey, putting on Jim shorts. So that is, uh, by the way, the great Jim Gossett there. Jim Gossett, we're doing a show November the 5th, uh, the 16th in uh, Baltimore. And uh, we, uh, we sold it out in about three days. I mean, we didn't sell the tickets, but people had to go and register. And they went like, boom! It's like, maybe there's something going on with this radio show. I don't know, maybe people are going, hey, this is kind of interesting. I like this. 
Yeah, I think so. So anyway, uh, he will be on stage with me. And also the great staff and the great uh, personalities of WCBM Radio, our anchor station in Baltimore, November the 16th. Right now, tickets are gone. Unless we add another show or blow out a wall, you know, we'll see. Who the heck knows? Uh, U.S. Senate achieved a rare bipartisan milestone Wednesday when it passed the Show Our Respect to the Senate. It's called the Shorts Act. <laughs> I like that. I like this. Got to wear pants on the uh, on the floor. Apparently, Joe Biden's got to remember to wear his. So uh, I don't know if you know this. Wall Street Journal columnist Peggy Noonan wrote that the decision is apparently connected to the desires of John Fetterman of Pennsylvania. We're talking about this idiotic uh, Jim Short thing. Uh, why would uh, his desires receive such precedence? And, uh, and that's what I said. I said this is an act of uh, insubordination. And of all the people to usher in some sort of change in the protocol for dress in the Senate, we didn't wait 250 years for this jackass to suddenly come in wearing a bad shirt. Uh, nothing against uh, you know people who work at service stations with the, the name tag up there working at Jiffy Lube. But you don't wear that in, uh, in Congress. So you don't wear it with shorts and no socks and tennis shoes. Okay, You, just, that's, you don't do that. It's, it's inexcusable. But see, he's appropriating, he is appropriating the working man, even though he's never been the working man. All right, he is born into affluence and privilege, and, and he's suddenly wearing a stash like a cop, and he's suddenly, you, know, uh, you know, being down with bull crap. He's a poser. And thank God the Senate said, yeah, put your damn suit on. Let's take a break and come back, shall we? This is The Rob Carson Show. President Trump is leading in the polls, but only one network is covering President Trump's events live. That's Newsmax. Millions have made the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news they can trust. President Trump says he loves Newsmax. Every night you can start watching with Rob Schmidt at 7 p.m. Eastern. Rob Schmidt is exposing the Biden impeachment truth. All this week, Rob looks at the Biden money trail and the tens of millions that went to his family. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and demand it. And don't forget to download the Newsmax app on your iPhone or Android. It's absolutely free, and you can start watching at any time. Get the Newsmax app now. Get Newsmax at home and make the switch. You won't look back. World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. All righty, so we got a final hour of the show here, and we've got a ton of stuff to get to before the end of that hour, so let's jump right into it and uh, invite you, first and foremost, 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. It's kind of weird that uh, Bob Menendez, suddenly under indictment by the FBI about a week ago, all these charges came out. I'm not saying that I don't think he's guilty. But he was raided 15 months ago, and the FBI didn't say anything about it. We had no, we heard hide, no hide nor hair of this. That's an expression my uh, my dad used to use. No hide nor hair of this until uh, last week, late last week, the week before Joe Biden's impeachment inquiry. Then we get this uh, report that a, a judge in uh, New York City has said that Donald Trump has overstated the value of his properties for his financial advantage and gotten loans because of it and, of course, paid back all of those loans that employed lots of people. 
Uh, Eric Trump is posting this morning on Twitter, in an attempt to destroy my father and kick him out of New York, a judge just ruled that Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida, where I've been, thank you, <clears throat> is worth only $18 million. Mar-a-Lago is speculated to be worth well over a billion dollars, making it arguably the most valuable residential property in the world. And if you've been there, you'd know it. And, and also just the location, West Palm Beach, and also the acreage and the building itself, which is historical, it, it's worth well in excess of hundreds, I mean hundreds of millions of dollars. And this is all because Joe Biden's uh, uh, impeachment inquiry is this week, and the wheels are falling off of, uh, of Hunter Biden. And uh, it is, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's corrupt. It's, it's transparently corrupt, and everybody understands it. And everybody uh, completely understands that it's a, just a giant flaming load of crap, to be quite honest. And, and here we are again, you know, more distractions, more nonsense. But uh, keep your eyes on the prize, guys, because uh, tonight, tonight, Donald Trump's going to be speaking at the same time the GOP debate is happening on Fox Business, right? Fox Business. So we'll see what happens uh, during the debate. Um, you know, I, I, who knows what, what will happen. Last time the debate happened, they had very low ratings, 12 million people. Uh, and then Donald Trump appeared with Tucker Carlson, and they aired the interview on Twitter to uh, 270 million views. And they tried to make it act like it was no big deal, blah, blah, blah. Well, tonight, Newsmax is carrying the, uh, the Donald Trump speech to the UAW at the same time that the presidential debate is going on on Fox Business. So we'll see. We will see. But if you want to watch it, uh, Newsmax, just go to Newsmax. Uh, you can uh, download the app, for instance, on your phone if you want to listen to it in your car. Or if somebody else is driving, you can watch it on your phone. Uh, or you can, of course, watch 349 on, uh, on DirecTV and on uh, most na- major cable networks. Just, just Google. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com for all of the, uh, for all of the details. For all of the details. Uh, Eric Adams is uh, slashing the city's budget too aggressively, apparently. $10 billion this year. He's overreacting to the massive influx of illegals. You know, I played last hour a, uh, uh, a Korean War veteran being kicked out of a nursing home because they want to make room for illegals. Frank Tomorrow, a Korean War veteran, being moved out of the Island Shores senior residence in Midland Beach, New York, because... The, uh, the facility is going to house illegals, presumably uh, at a very nice price. That's why places like this are doing this. That's why the Roosevelt Hotel in New York decided to just fill the building with illegals, close down the restaurants, uh, fire you know, everybody affiliated with the restaurants, and become a, a hellhole flophouse. And 50% of New York hotel rooms in Manhattan, 50% are illegals. You want to go to you want to go to uh, New York for Christmas this year? <laughs> I mean, wow! This is just I mean, this is amazing. This is absolutely amazing. So now Eric Adams is overreacting, slashing the city's budget, overcompensating by five billion dollars to cope with the migrant crisis. And what is this going to do to you in New York? It's going to make your lives a living hell. It's going to make your lives a living hell. Cuts to the fire department, the police department. Slash budget by 15% this fiscal year. So not only did they slash the budget of the police department because of idiocy, because of Black Lives Matter, they're going to do it again because of illegals. And Joe Biden was in New York for the big uh, uh, you know, uh, United Nations summit last week, and he promised the World Bank $25 billion and wouldn't even answer Eric Adams' phone calls. Well, 
That is remarkable. The mayor's proposed cuts also assume the situation will not improve over the next two years and that all migrants will require the city to take care of them indefinitely. This is Eric. The city's cost estimates for asylum seekers assume that no progress is made on finding efficiencies in housing or work permits and that the per night cost for household remains $383 in the coming two years. Can you afford a $383 a night hotel room for 60 days? I didn't think so. Meanwhile, it has emerged that Eric Adams is planning on spending a staggering extra $1 billion on hotel rooms for illegals. We're paying for hotel rooms for illegals in New York City. It is remarkable. 100 hotels turned shelters, which was supposed to end this year. And we'll now end in August of 2026 at a cost of $1.35 billion, almost five times the original price of $237 million. Shelters like uh, the McCarran Recreation Center in Queens or the Island Shores Assisted Living Facility in Staten Island, where 95-year-old Korean War veterans are being booted. I swear to God. I swear to God. Ridiculous. This is Donald Trump talking about uh, what he is going to do. He's going to uh, export or deport everybody in this country illegally. You can't do that. Oh, hell yes, you can. Here is uh, Donald Trump talking about the true priorities of this iteration of the federal government and Joe Biden's administration. Biden puts China first, Mexico first, Ukraine first, Europe first, Asia first, illegal aliens first, above our great veterans, you know that. Puts the illegal aliens above our veterans, our veterans live like hell. And uh, you know what you see what's happening. Yeah, the barracks for all of our uh, military personnel. They live in substandard <laughs> barracks with uh, with sewage on the floor and and the stains in the ceiling. That's that's the way they treat us. That's the way. If you got kids, maybe maybe your kids think about joining the army at 18 years old. You want him to join that, or you want her to join this? Are you nuts? But you ever see the illegal aliens? That one, the weirdest thing, they come in by the tens of thousands, sometimes a day. And they all have, they have cell phones. I'm saying, where do they get the cell phones? Yeah, they get cell phones. They get $383 a night hotel rooms. It's remarkable. Hey, you want to hear a, a, a huge song that's moving up the Latin music chart? Oh. It's called Il Trompito. Trompito is my presidente. In the land of the free, you must be brave. This is why they are no longer just bringing in people from Central and South America. This is why they're bringing in people from China. This is why they're bringing in people from Bangladesh and all of that. Because Hispanics are not down with the bullcrap from this administration. Yep, that's the voice of the people singing, by the way. And this is the voice of Jim Gossett singing about New York and the hellhole that Eric Adams and Democrats have made it into. On the 
Rob Carson Show. Start spreading the news. Yeah, I posted it. I do that. Start leaving today. When you talk up to the lyrics, it's called posting. Illegals don't have room for you here in New York. No place for your shoes. Nowhere else left to stay. To remain here spells doom for you. I mean New York. That Mayor Adams has had to eat a lot of crow. I love New York. The fact he welcomed you here. Just not Democrats. Wants no one to know. From New York. These illegal blues means that you can't stay. No. Mm-mm. Or you'll tear out the heart of it. New York, New York. The liberals lured you there to you. It wasn't fair. Still, you must leave New There you go. That is uh, Jim Gossett. By the way, we have an appearance. Uh, I'm going to be on stage in uh, in Baltimore, November the 16th. We're doing another appearance there in front of a crowd with Jim Gossett. Going to be their staff of WCBM, our glorious anchor station. Will be there. Um, all the tickets are gone. They were gone in days. So eh, it appears like things are resonating. People like uh, you know they like the show. They like the funny. They like the serious. So, uh, you know, I would like to see if maybe we can add a show. Who the hell knows? We will see. But I think we're all a little surprised by the uh, overwhelming response. The overwhelming response. This is Jim Acosta on CNN. He's still doing the Baghdad Bob thing, saying that the southern border is uh, is, op- is not open. Everything is completely cool. This makes uh, Jim Acosta look like more of a tool than he really is. It's, it's remarkable. And he's talking to Representative Ralph Norman about it. And Ralph Norman is going to have none of the nonsense. It just sounds like you're throwing uh, uh, New rhetoric York's around there. with no basis in fact. No, uh, no. You have you been to the border? Of course I have. Have you seen what's going on? The rapes? No. Deny that the border is and uh, that's a crisis. Where? I'll ask the question, sir. And, and the Where border is, is not open. That yes, is, it is. That is something that that is uh, uh. peddled as a talking point, but it's not true. There, there are fences. There are walls. Yeah. Uh, there are border patrol agents who, yeah. who work okay. on the border. The five plus million uh, that have gotten into this country illegally uh, is not a figment of, of our imagination. Ask the border patrol agents. Ask anybody yeah. down there. They're frustrated. Yeah. Venezuela, yeah, Venezuela, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Joe Biden has a, uh, I don't know, a connection with the uh, Maduro, the leader of Venezuela, to allow 500,000 Venezuelans to come in and essentially give them work permits while enriching Maduro by buying his oil from him. It's like it sounds kind of like another quid pro quo. Might want to check Hunter's banking records to see if anything came in from uh, Venezuela. I'm thinking. It's Kevin McCarthy. There's a uh, reporter asked him about the uh, southern border, tried to make it sound like the southern border is closed, and Kevin McCarthy actually grew up here. If I can refer to your network, CNN, referred to yesterday that an open border is a talking point. 
Oh, we just said a new record of 11,000 people came across illegally. The record was just Friday, a few days before, of 10,000. I'm not sure how you continue to report when you see what's going on across this nation. To continue to fund the government to secure the border, I think members should be able to be for that. I don't know why they wouldn't. I'm not quite understanding how shutting the government down by not paying your border agents, when I look today, I see border agents bloody when the fight's along the border because of the cartels. Um, our military not being paid. I don't see how that makes your case stronger. No, it doesn't. And honestly, everybody gets it. And that's why, you know, a lot of the times I won't run audio from ABC, CBS, NBC. You know why? Because nobody's watching it. I mean, they're literally, they're, they're, their audiences are paltry compared to what they used to be. So nobody's believing it. You think that, oh, yeah, well, ABC and CBS and NBC are covering it. Oh, you know, we're, we're in trouble. No, they're not because nobody's listening to them. Nobody buys their crap anymore. So in that fashion, we are winning. In that fashion, we are winning. All right, 800-922-6680. Uh, and ho- hold on, you will be next. This is The Rob Carson Show. By the way, California-based oil company Chevron planning to boost its oil production in Venezuela by adding at least two new oil rigs in the country. The proposed rigs would add 65,000 barrels a day to the country that is literally emptying its prisons out to come to the United States of America. And uh, we are buying their crappy, muddy, dirty, uh, uh, awful crude oil because uh, Joe Biden is a friend of communists. It is unbelievable as they shut down the Keystone XL, killed our energy production, that they're doing this. It's, it's very, very clear that Joe Biden is absolutely bedded down with our enemies, including China, Venezuela, and others. Let's go to Ann in Annapolis. Let her do the talking for a change. Ann, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today? Well, a couple of things. One is the Democrats never have a plan. They have no suggestions. They don't do anything. They throw money at problems. But the thing is, is they don't care about solving the problem. So that's why they do it. It's just passing the time until they get what they want. And the thing I believe that they and, want... And hold on, and hold on. I'm going to chime in here occasionally. Uh, that's why never nothing ever gets fixed. That's why Joe Biden is literally the, the candidate in the Democrat Party. He's the forced candidate of the Democrat Party. For 50 years, he's been in Washington, D.C. And all of the problems that he is claiming to fix... He has never fixed, whether that be infrastructure, whether that be Social Security, whether they never fix a damn thing. Because when things are fixed, you don't need these stupid politicians. Go ahead. Okay. And regarding cell phones, which in the clip you played that President Trump was talking about, the reason they have cell phones, and his rhetorical, I'm sure he knows, they have cell phones. They give them cell phones, and it's very easy why. That way they can contact them. So they make our military something that nobody wants to join because of the filth. And the and the and the lack of patriotism and all the woke stuff. They've got all these people in the waiting in the wings who have guns that they can contact. So there's the paramilitary, and it sounds really strange. But it's not. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. This is just logic. And so they can mobilize these people, and that's the military they want to take over our government. I I think about it. I couldn't figure it out. Finally, I got it, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And what do you think? Oh, uh, I don't doubt it because most of these illegals coming across are military-age uh, males from places like China. Right. Yeah, and we better be ready. And I mean that you and me, Ann. I'm talking about you better be ready for this 
because there's a lot of bull crap going. Well, so am I, girl. I'm, I'm, trust me. Uh, go, go down to my basement. You'll see how ready I am for this. Uh, honestly, yeah. I, I, I'm honestly, I'm ready for anything. I, I'm going to defend myself and my family against this because it's very clear that the United States government is allowing an invading army to come into our country. And if you, if you don't believe that's happening, then get the hell out of the way. That's what I got to say, Ann. Thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate it. You know, I don't know if it's about getting into our military. I don't know if that's going to happen with these uh, illegals. But definitely, uh, you know, there, there is a move afoot to disarm us. There is a move afoot to destabilize us. There is a move to destroy our economy. Uh, it is all intentional. It should be fairly obvious to you. Then you got this story. This is from Tyler Durden. Uh, the Biden has ordered Border Patrol to cut barbed wire fences holding back migrants. Illegals. Illegals. Filed a lawsuit against courts to stop Texas efforts to fence off the Rio Grande with bright orange razor wire buoys, which have been effective. Biden has ordered Border Patrol agents to process illegal immigrants for asylum status instead of using their energies to send them back across the border. They've also been ordering the Border Patrol to cut barbed wire fences put in place by Texas DPS as the only effective means for preventing mass migrations. Now, uh, I do believe that Greg Abbott has uh, has uh, declared a Texas border emergency, an invasion emergency, which would, uh, I believe, allow him to use military resources to stop this. And at this point, he better friggin' do it. Because they may come down and they may try to sneak in and clip some uh, razor ribbon, but they won't come in when you've got 25,000 National Guard troops standing along the border. So, there's that. There's that. But it is clearly, there's no other reason for it. It's unacceptable. If you love your family and you love your country, you should be concerned about it too. And no amount of lying and bullcrap from people like, uh, you know, on CNN or ABC, CBS, NBC are going to assuage what you know in your heart, as Ann said, what common sense dictates that somebody is trying to destroy our country. And we aren't going to stand for it. I don't know about you guys. I've been on the planet 57 years, and I'm not going to let it fall on my watch. Nope, 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 nope. Coming up, what's happening in Philadelphia is shocking, and cops are finally fighting back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Rage against the machine. How apropos, ladies and gentlemen, because that's what we need to do. Rage against the deep state machine. I get tired of the outrage. I, I honestly, all I want to do is I want to make a living. I want to, I want to, uh, you know, donate to charity. I want to help out veterans. I want to live my life. I want to live a full life in a great country. And every day I come in here and I realize that our federal government is not our friend. They would rather bring in illegals by the millions uh, and put them up in hotel rooms. What a slap in the face to all of us. Dear God in heaven. And you know what's even worse? All of the people who have to work on the Border Patrol, who have to deal with this crap every day, watch their country be destroyed and sit there with a tear in their eye as federal agents come in and cut the razor ribbon to allow thugs, criminals, and other nonsense from the southern border, and then all the child sex trafficking. Can you imagine what they've seen? I'm just done with it. I'm tired of being outraged. And, and we got to end it. we got to turn this around. We've got to turn this around. I know we will. I know we will. 
but but it doesn't help every day coming in and seeing headlines and watching this agony being thrust upon us against American the American people by this awful and evil federal government. And I got to tell you, it's as corrupt as anything I have ever even imagined. I never imagined anything this corrupt in the Soviet Union. We we hear about it. But I got to tell you, I mean, I'm so grateful to be alive to see the the gigantic government industrial government tax money industrial complex and all of the people that it enriches in government and outside of the government. It is it is just remarkable. And I just want to blow the lid off this sucker. Honestly, bulldoze D.C., bulldoze, drain the swamp, bulldoze it, pave over and start again. Let's go to Greg in New Mexico. He is a former Border, border Patrol agent. Craig, welcome to the show. Tell us about your story, bro. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, yes, I enjoy your show daily. So I never call in, but I'm going to call in now because I think it's important considering what's going on at the border. I was in the Border Patrol in the 1980s. I was an agent with the with the Border Patrol. And even then, the calculation was one to six. So for every individual we caught... We knew six more got past us and into the interior. We were we knew from our intel. This was back in the '80s that we were hosting a permanent 21 million illegals and another 20 that moved back and forth consistently. So these numbers they're giving us are false numbers. And then, secondly, something really important that's not being discussed used to be classified. I feel like I can talk about it now, but a lot of the cartels <clears throat> are taking kids and they're grooming them. And we found tons of evidence and uncovered it. many individuals who were sent into the country as young men, and they were trained to make their way through the system to join the military and to become police officers, and then share that intel with the cartels and also make it easier for the cartels to move people across the border as well as narcotics. And also they get paid handsomely by terrorist organizations to move their people into the interior. And these kids are groomed from the time they're five, six years old to work as operatives, never get in trouble, never get arrested, do well in college, and then become district attorneys, police officers, military officers, and whatnot. And they are here, and they are operating. Don't wow. and, and nobody ever talks about that, but it is a frightening reality. And from Annapolis called a little while ago, and she just said that she basically had the feeling that they were going to infiltrate uh, the military. And you, as a former border patrol agent, said that's already happening. It already has, and as a matter of fact, when I was in the military, we were frequently having to root out individuals, not not the ones that were groomed, as I had spoken on before. But these were just individuals that got through the process that were active gang members with MS-13 and other gangs, Sorenos, Nortanos, and they were members of the military, and they were stealing weapons and transferring them over to the gangs. They were operating and forming and recruiting more gang members inside the Army and inside other military units. And then they were taking that expertise and going back into the gangs on the streets, whether it was in you know, Los Angeles or in New Mexico or in other areas, and they were utilizing those skills and those stolen weapons to uh, do their primary trade, which is narcotics. And, of course, right now it's fentanyl. This so, individual uh, administration... 
is responsible for a lot of death among our young people in America over the last two years. Yeah, in uh, in San Francisco just last month, 84 fentanyl deaths in one month. A thousand people in San Francisco alone, and most of them are young people, 18 to 35 years old. They are dying. Uh, 12 to 18-year-olds are dying of fentanyl because they're disguising the fentanyl in other meds that are popular, Xanax, uh, antidepressants, ADHD meds, and it's murder. It's murder, it Craig. Uh, let me It'd ask you this. Yes, sir. Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Finish your thought, and then I'll ask my question. Well, I would say you'd be hard-pressed to find an American family that isn't, has not been affected by a death through fentanyl. Uh, me, personally, I lost a very dear friend because she, as you had so adequately described, taken a pill which she thought was a pain pill that a friend had given her, but it had fentanyl. She was a mother of five children, and she was a wonderful person, certainly not a drug addict or anyone like that. So to think that this is only affecting bad people is not true. And for the first time, we're losing more people under the age of 30 to drug overdoses than car wrecks. That's never happened before, but it has under Biden's administration. Let me ask you this, Craig, as a a former uh, Border Patrol agent, what can we do while this uh, SOB is still in the White House? What can the citizens do? I've said I've said we need to find governors and we need to get ex-military, ex-border patrol, uh, ex-police officers to go down and get deputized. Uh, what is what do you think we ought to do? I, I mean, we we got to do something because this president is waging a war against us, Craig, and we got to do something. Well, first of all, it's it's relying upon the individuals that see themselves as being um, what would you say moderate individuals and others. Um, and investing themselves politically because, you know, when groups of people like ranchers and what have you that lived in Arizona and New Mexico attempted to do just what you're doing, the Biden administration swooped in with Department of Homeland Security, FBI, arrested them, tried to charge them with terrorist charges, much like some of the stuff they did with January 6th. Uh, individuals. So I wouldn't recommend doing that. I know the frustration is there, and I understand. No, 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 Craig, I'm talking about being deputized by state officials. I'm not talking about just, that's what I'm talking about. Gotcha. Yeah, that would be wonderful, and I would love to see more of these governors do just what Florida and Texas is doing and ship the individuals to sanctuary cities. They're saying they're sanctuary cities. They are claiming this moral high ground. Let them exercise on their moral high ground. We'll give them that opportunity by shipping the individuals to them. Another thing is that the media doesn't report on this, but I urge all the people that are moderate or even liberal out there that love wildlife and the environment, realize that this mass influx of individuals is so damaging to wildlife and the environment. You have no clue. Some of our national parks in the southwest region, they talk about, oh, The wall is damaging to the environment, and a lot of the Sierra Club-type groups are saying, don't, you know, let this happen. Let me tell you, people, those millions upon millions upon millions of individuals pouring into the country, they're a hell of a lot more damaging to the wildlife and the environment than a few pontoons in a river or a brick wall. Wow, that is uh, remarkable. Uh, Your governor is a uh, hot mess. Um, I call her Lindsay (laughs) Lujan. Uh, Lindsay Lujan, uh, I I suppose that she's uh, welcoming welcoming illegals with with open arms while she's trying to disarm uh, people in New Mexico with her idiotic uh, attempt to hijack the Second Amendment. What are your thoughts on Lindsay Lujan, your governor? Well, uh, I've known Michelle for many, many years. Um, (laughs) Insult you, but, you know, whatever. For instance, 
instance, uh, you know, of course, she made national news and even international news by uh, her banning of the Second Amendment in Bernalillo County here, which she was promptly slapped down by her own party, uh, including a state attorney general that his predominant campaign funds came from George Soros. So he's one of the Soros district attorneys that you guys frequently speak about. And even he rejected her notions of this. I asked her personally, face-to-face, I said, you know, about guns. She said, quote, I don't know anything about guns, never shot one, never owned one, but I believe only police and military should have guns. And I said, there's a great movie about that. It's called Schindler's List. You should check it out. Oh, That's what happened. Military and police have guns. You know what her... I, I swear to you, you know what her response was? What? She said, quote, she said, quote oh, I'll have to check that out. Oh, dear God in heaven. I I'm swear. So, you know, and, and we've got a great affiliate in uh, in Albuquerque, and uh, and we are really, really proud to be a, a part of the New Mexico audience. How do the people of New Mexico, how do they feel? I mean, because it sounds like New Mexico is like most, uh, in most states, uh, they are run by liberal enclaves. Um, what What is uh, life like in New Mexico? I know you've been under Democrat control for you know, for all your life's memory for, you know, what, 80 years, are people beginning to say, you know, we're kind of done with this crap? Oh, we're losing. We're the only Rocky Mountain state that's been losing population over the last eight, nine years consistently. Um, We are on the bottom of every list you'd like to be on the top of and vice versa. Um, Our mayor, who's very liberal, uh, came in here. Um, set an all-time homicide record and then doubled it, which no city over a quarter of a million has ever done, went on to set records again consistently each passing year thereafter. And yet the population of the city screaming, you know, rending their clothes and saying this is horrible, look at all the crime, look at all the murder, the drug abuse, the DWIs, the fatal accidents, re-elected him and put him back in office and then expected different results and now are crying again because we still have murders and all the drug you know trafficking and the robberies and the dwi wrecks it's going to be i think so, i think the problem is that that albuquerque like so many cities going to have to hit rock bottom but you know i agree I'm, I'm wondering how bad it has to be because even i got into a gunfight on my own property when i when two guys tried to carjack me in my driveway what the what what Oh yeah, I've still got bullet holes in my in my garage door, my house, my car still has bullet holes. It's I'm telling you, living in. Uh, no, 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 we can't let this, let this slip by. You're a former border patrol agent. Somebody tries to carjack you in your driveway. You fortunately are armed. Uh, a couple individuals involved here, and what exactly happened? Tell us real quick. Two individuals. I'll have to make it real quick. But uh, basically, this kid took a shot at my head from less than a foot and a half away, but his gun was cantered upside down. The bullet went into my door, ricocheted off. Long story short, he made it through uh, this firefight. He was, um, there was over 39 shell casings recovered by CSIAPD uh, that they fired at me. They emptied three weapons, and God... I've been to war three times, and I've been in a lot of different firefights, and God was with me because I didn't get a scratch. Brother. The driver the driver won't bother anybody anymore. But the oh, really passenger who tried to blow my head off, he was 15 at the time. Wow. I, I pulled a bullet out of the sidewall of a tire. A former chief of police, 
uh, Mike Dyer, who's a wonderful guy. He, I asked him to run it through cold cases. It came back to two cold case west side. So this kid admitted he murdered two guys on the west side of the city when he was 14, another attempted murder, and my attempted murder, and they only put him in jail until he's 21. Unbelievable. Craig, i got to tell you, uh, I want you to hold on because I want you to have my phone number and my email address because I want to keep you uh, on. Uh, Thanks for sharing, and I believe uh, absolutely 1,000% that God helped you, bro. Um, You know. And thank God those a-holes were bad shots, but uh, but I'm glad you're here. And thanks for sharing. I think this has meant a lot to people. It really, really has. So, Craig, uh, oh, brother, you're you're welcome here anytime. You hold on. I want to get your my phone number to you because I want you to be my guy in Albuquerque, the home of KDAZ 96.9 FM and 700 AM. Uh, thank you very much, bro, and God bless you. Hold on. Hold on one second. Let's take a break. Amazing. This is why today... You need to download the podcast. You need to share it with other people. Because this show is completely different than anything else is out there. Because it, it has insights that the other shows have weeks later. Sometimes, uh, you know, Bill Maher has it years later. And we also give you some funny, too. That story was amazing. The podcast is available, will be this afternoon at Newsmax.com slash listen. Let's take a break and come back. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. So last night there was rioting in Philadelphia. Thieves in Philadelphia have been ransacking stores in uh, at City Center, including Apple, Lululemon, Foot Locker. Uh, some police officers were, were apprehending some of the looters. Of course, the looters were running, you know, iPhone videos so they could capture something that they could hold against the police department and sue the police department, presumably for nothing, with a, uh, with a friendly jury. I want to play this audio. Because this is outside of a uh, a store. I think this is the Lululemon. And there's a woman who's uh, videotaping it. And uh, the police are stopping individuals. And, uh, and the individuals are fighting the police. I want you to listen to the demonic cackling of this person. That was somebody just running out, getting past the police. Wow. Demonic laughing. That uh, tub of lard, her uh, mugshot is on uh, Twitter this morning. She was arrested. And, uh, you know... They've got rules for looting in, like, uh, places where there are hurricanes. I think it's about time we had those in Philly and uh, San Francisco, business owners. You come in, you steal. You know, you loot, you get shot. Bye-bye. Honestly, that's where we are. I don't even give a crap. I really don't give a crap. Shoot the bastards. I'm right. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? It's inhumane. Oh, they're trying to steal bread. Shut up. CVS is going to close 900 stores. Yeah, CVS, 900 stores. Walgreens, 150 locations. Rite Aid, 25 stores. Um, What else is going on? Target. Oh, yeah, they're Target. Target's going to close nine stores. Where are they going to close the stores? New York City. Seattle. 
San Francisco, Portland. Uh, yeah, the uh, retailers seen $1.5 billion go up in smoke, stolen. Some workers claim their stores being robbed every 10 minutes. Before making the difficult decision to close nine stores, Target and the uh, retailer invested heavily in various strategies attempting to prevent crime in stores, locking up stuff and whatever. They just said, screw it, we're done. Screw it, we done. We done. And I, I just, I honestly think we got to do something about this. Uh... And one of the things we can do is vote Democrats the hell out. <sighs> we will see. We will see. And then in, uh, in Baltimore, a beautiful young woman, 26 years old, uh, Forbes, the 30 under 30, uh, was murdered by a uh, convict, six foot four, 305 pound convict, let out by a Soros uh, backed DA despite a history of sex offenses and violent crimes. This wonderful woman. Uh, Pava LaPere, 26, beaten, bludgeoned to death by this monster. One of the worst brutality scenes that has, the city has seen. Apparently, they're probing possible links to an arson attack that he did. Uh, he, uh, he's a repeat violent offender dating back to 2009. He was arrested for robbery and assault in the second degree. Arrested in 2011, 2013. Sex offense, second degree assault. Why is this son of a bee? Even out, and then he murders a beautiful 26-year-old person. Forbes, 30 under 30. It really is uh, It's just becoming too much. Here's what I'd ask you to do today. Just pray for the country. Pray for the country and, uh, and be ready. Be ready to uh, defend yourself intellectually, certainly. But uh, good will win. I really do believe it will. We've got to go through a lot of tribulations to get to enlightenment, but we're going to get there. Let's take a break and come back, wrap it up. This is The Rob Carson Show. That's going to do it for the show today, guys. Download the podcast, if you would, is a good one, especially that marvelous call from Craig, the uh, Border Patrol agent in Albuquerque. Newsmax.com slash listen. Stay strong. Keep the faith. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. I'll see you then.